Good morning, and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita, and today is Wednesday, March the 9th, 2022. As always, I give thanks to God for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, the people, places, and things that he has divinely connected us to for such a time as this. I want you to know that this is our time. This is our season. And whether we know it or not, we have to rest assured, according to the word of God, that we were made for this, that we were made to live in this time and in this season, to live to see another pandemic, which we just experienced, and now it's said to be an endemic. This is our time and season to live, to see some of the highest gas prices I've ever seen in, in, in my lifetime uh, here in Indianapolis gas is 4.19. It actually went down uh, several cents from yesterday. But regardless of how we feel about it, we've got to know that this is our time and this is our season. On Wednesdays, you know, we do things a little bit differently. We talk about the word, or I try to give you an encouraging word, kind of midweek on hump day. So I want to tell you a little story. Well, first of all, I want to thank you all for praying for my dad on yesterday. They, in fact, postponed his surgery because what they were going to do uh, or something was going on in his body that they said if they would go ahead with on the surgery, then that would increase his chances of a stroke. Now, I want to tell you, even though my father was a little bit disappointed, I thank God for it because I understand that he's just ready to be over it, right? He's just ready to be done. And y'all know how we can be, you know, um, we got our minds set on something and we're just ready to get it over with, right? But when we pray, when we ask for God's divine intervention, we can't be disappointed with the results. You know, we can't be disappointed with the results. And I know that's hard because I've asked for God's divine intervention, and I've been disappointed. This wasn't what I asked for. It wasn't what I prayed for. But as I continue on this life's journey, I understand that when we ask for God's divine intervention, we can't be disappointed with the results. And so I had gone over to my parents' house on um, Monday night, as we touched and agreed, my my parents and uh, one of my one of my sisters. Oh, all both of my sisters. One was over to her daughter's house, which she joined via telephone, and one of my sisters was there. She actually had cooked for my parents that night, and so we touched and agreed, believing God for healing uh, for his surgery, and that I asked you all to be in agreement because I understand that there is something about when the believers come together and pray, uh, then we we can, you know, we can bombard heaven uh, with our prayers. But with that being said, when they postponed the surgery, I wasn't disappointed at all because I know that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man and women, woman, availeth much. And so I believe that God allowed it to be stopped because he knew what the end result was going to be. And so I thank God that yet my father will go back again on tomorrow and will believe and trust God to do what he's going to do. If he allows it to be postponed again, so be it, because he's going to make sure 
that the doctors, the surgeons, the nurse, the nurses, all those that are there come with the right mindset. If they don't come with the right mindset, then they don't need to be there. If my father's body is not ready to endure and to go through to be healed and to be made whole, then it won't happen. It'll happen when God says so. And that's where we have to be in our lives. That God, it'll happen when you say so. God, it'll be done when you say it's done. Hallelujah. God, I'll move when you say move. And so I share that with you to know that when it's meant to happen, it'll happen. Once you pray, once you put the word of God on it, even when roadblocks occur, know that God has the final say. When you pray, you know he's already moving. When you pray, when you say amen, know that God is already moving. The Bible says that he sends forth his angels to do his bidding for him. Now, remind you, I told you I don't always know the address, but I do know the word of God. So, Google, where does the scripture say that God uh, sends his angels to do his bidding for him? That's what I have to do, y'all, because when, when the word is in your heart, it's in your heart. I may not be able to tell you how to get to my mother's house from wherever state or wherever country you're from, but I can give you the directions, right? I can tell you now, um, if you're with me, I can show you how to navigate, and we'll still get there. So I know some people, you got to know the address, you got to know the address. Can I tell you that God made all things so when he... So when he allowed people to get smart with Google, just speak into Google, and Google will give you the, the address. I just want to tell you what the Word of God says. And then study to show yourself approved. Don't take my word for it. I'm not a minister. You know, the Bible says that we are all ministers, but I guess I'm not what you would call ordained, but I know I'm ordained by the Word of God. And I know that I have the love of God in my heart. And can I tell you that you're ordained? by the word of God. And if you have the word of God in your heart, the Bible says that we are all ministers of the gospel. Don't get caught up in titles, but get caught up in the word, get caught up in truth. Wanted to share something else with you about roadblocks. So my father had a roadblock yesterday and my daughter had a roadblock today. She calls me this morning uh, and she's on her way to school and she's like, I'm going to be late. Now, mind you, she'll have to be in school until like a quarter after seven. I'm like, where are you going to be late? Like, you, you left at 6.45, you got plenty of time. She says to me, well, the road is blocked. And I said, you didn't know that yesterday? Now, this is a mother kicking in. You didn't know that yesterday? And she says, no. And I said, okay, well, where are you? She said, I don't know. Now, mind you, she's born and raised in Indianapolis. I'm born and raised in Indianapolis, and even though She's in high school, you know. She still should know where she is. I need y'all to hang. I need y'all to stay with me. There's a roadblock. She calls me. I ask her where she is. She doesn't know. She's been this way before, but yet she doesn't know where she is. I said, okay. Well, what are you by? Give me some signs. So she tells me where she's by. I said, okay. When you get a little bit closer, you should be approaching. Washington Street. That's like a main street. And I said, now, when you get to Washington Street, you know, make a right. And I said, and then you'll see uh, later on down the road, you'll see a church's chicken. I said, now, that's on the way, like when we go to the dentist. Now, everything should look familiar to you. 
And she says, okay, now, mind you, she's upset. She's adamant. She's going to be late. She's going to be late. They're going to send her to this core room, which I don't agree with that, but that's a whole story for a different day. And I'm like, no, they won't. No, they won't. Tell them what's going on. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. So there's a little bit back and forth. If you're a parent, you understand. Sometimes you try to tell your kids they don't listen. So I had to elevate my voice to get her attention. At that point, I could tell she's a little upset with me, and that's okay because I'm a little bit upset with her because she's not listening. Anyway, to make a long story short, I said, what time is it? She said, it's 6.50. It's 6. I said, it's only 6.50. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you'll be there in plenty of time. Her school's probably like 12 minutes from the house. She says to me, well, it's only one minute from that because she's still focused on the fact that she's not going to make it, while I'm focused on the fact that she is going to make it, and if she doesn't make it, I said, I'll have your dad come, or I'll come, but you're not going to miss school. Long story short, (laughs) she makes it, okay? So then you say to me, Danita, what are you saying here? What I'm saying is that, A, there's going to be roadblocks. My father had a roadblock yesterday. My daughter hit a roadblock today. When you hit a roadblock, call someone. Sometimes when you hit a roadblock, see, even though she's familiar with the way, even though we're believers and we're familiar with the way, sometimes when we hit roadblocks because we weren't expecting it, because we weren't aware of it. And sometimes, even though I know there had to be a sign that said this road would be closed, even though sometimes God will allow us to see the signs, sometimes, because we're so used to going our way and and wanting to stay on that path, we will miss the signs. She obviously missed the signs, and so she began to not really know where she was. Know that there will be times when you will hit roadblocks. Sometimes they'll be unexpected. Sometimes there'll be signs that either you didn't see or either that you chose to ignore. Can I get an amen that sometimes even when God gives us signs, sometimes we can choose to ignore them. But even in that, there are times when you won't know where you are are. And I want to tell you it's okay. But be able to have someone that you can call. Now, my daughter did not like what I was saying to her because she wanted me to be in agreement that she was going to miss class. See, sometimes we'll call somebody in hopes that they will sympathize with us in hopes that they will be in agreement that we're going to miss our blessing, in hopes that they will be in agreement that we failed, in hopes that they will be in agreement that we're messed up. But, see, sometimes, and sometimes maybe I do baby her a little bit too much. Her dad will say that. Uh, but, But nonetheless, today I was on something different. I wasn't coming to baby her, but I was coming to help her and to give her hope. Can I tell you that when you are called on, your job is not to make excuses. Your job is not to feed into maybe what that person wants you to feed into, but your job is to give them help.
giving her direction. As believers, we give help by giving people the word of God. We give hope by giving them the word of God, by reminding them. But I reminded her, when you turn this way, things will look a little bit familiar to you because you'll be like on the way to the dentist, on the way to the orthodontist. It'll look familiar, and you'll know which way to go. Sometimes when people call on us as believers, we have to remind them, you've been this way before. We have to remind them because of our relationship with them. Remember when you went through this situation with your son or your daughter. Remember when you went through this situation on your job. Remember when you went through this with your husband. See, it should look familiar to you. And remember where you, what you had to do. See, people sometimes forget once they arrive that there was a time where you fasted and you prayed for God to turn that thing around. There was a time where you got down on your face when you when you asked God to turn that thing around. And so I began to encourage her and say, you won't be late. Now, even though she was upset with me, I had to give her truth. I couldn't fall into what she was trying to pull me in. She was trying to pull me all the way in, y'all. She was going to be late. She was going to miss class. I mean, she had already written the whole story out. How many times have we written the story out either for ourselves or we have allowed people to call us and write down the sad story? But, see, God told us we don't have a sad story a sad story with him. We don't have a sad ending. Uh-uh, not with him. Not with him. That doesn't mean that we won't be sad. It was obvious that she was worried, right? And I appreciate that because my kids, one thing that they understand is I don't play about school. And we've got to get that way where we don't play about our father's business. So if you calling me, I'm going to listen to you. I might even cry with you. But I understand my assignment is to give help and hope. Now, Jesus is your helper. The Bible says that I look towards the hills from which cometh my help. But I understand that as human beings, again, even though we're familiar, we can feel lost when the unexpected happens. When we didn't pay attention to the signs, we can feel helpless. We can feel hopeless. But with God, there is help and there is hope. And when Christ resides in us, often he will call us to be that help and that hope for those who he has entrusted in us, the people, the places, and the things that are in our circle. We're not to help them feel more helpless. We're not to help, we're not to help them feel more hopeless. But instead, we are to, to be helpful and to give them hope. Where does that come? That comes through the word of God. That comes through scripture. That comes through reminding them where we, where they are, right? Acknowledging their feelings, but then letting them know what they need to do, where they need to go. You know, my, my daughter arrived at school on time. I called her. I apologize for yelling because I really don't try to yell, but I had to get her attention. And sometimes, even in helping people, 
and giving them hope. You may have to say some things to get their attention, right, to pull them back in. Never to hurt them, but to speak truth to them. Because sometimes truth hurts. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes truth hurts. Sometimes the word of God hurts. Because she wanted to be in that place of woe is me. But I love her enough not to let her stay there. And I love her enough that, okay, if she obviously, because she is very uh, emotional, I knew enough that I needed to call her and, and get her back focused on, let's, we're doing school today. So I want you to get focused on this Word Wednesday, that Word Wednesday that we're doing life today, and we're doing it with Jesus. We're doing life with Jesus. I love you all. Have an awesome day. I pray this word Wednesday bless you. It's a little glimpse into my life so you know that, number one, I'm not perfect. But, number two, I trust God. And sometimes you just got to rest assured and you got to believe that you believe. It's going to be all right. And we're going to be all right. Why? Because we're doing life with Jesus. Have an awesome day. God bless you. I love you all. Bye-bye.